You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. How much time till we're on? on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. It's Camaro's Mountain. It's Shane Van Gisbergen delivering an epic. Three wins in four years. The Kiwis have done it. Van Gisbergen, Stanaway, Chevrolet and Triple Eight are the kings of the mountain in 2023. Yes, hello and welcome to a Monday night edition of Sports Day. Scotty Sattler, hello. Fresh from NZ. NZ. Yes, absolutely. How Central Otago. Hello, everyone. Yeah, it was outstanding. Oh, the Nuggets. How are the Nuggies? The, yeah, the Otago Nuggets. Outstanding. That's an SEN team, you know that. It is. It is. Um, champions last year. Um, Central Otago, to our New Zealand listeners, I've got to say, and to our Australian listeners who have never flown only three hours across the ditch to Central Otago, I've got to say, it's it's my favourite place on earth. Is it? Yep. So you're flying to Queenstown? Flying to Queenstown. Then we went and stayed at a little place called Arrowtown, which is about 25 minutes from Queenstown. Went to a little place called Wanaka. Uh, Gibson Valley, which is where all the, the wineries, the vineyards are as well. Yeah, how'd you miss I go there? How, did you struggle to get Rebecca out of the wineries? I found a red wine. Yeah. It's the best red wine I've ever tasted in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called Cosmic Red. Okay, nice. Beautiful. Answer my question. Was it very hard to get your wife, Rebecca, out of the wineries? She had a drip <laughs> going into her left vein in her arm. She does love a drink. For those who are first-time listeners to the show, Sats' missus loves a drink. Loves a nice red, doesn't she? Loves a red. At the end of the day, loves Anything a with nice a percentage. <laughs> on a number. What about the Kiwis, though, in Australia? At Bathurst, they've done it again. Uh, Shane Van Gisbergen has won his third Bathurst title in four years alongside fellow Kiwi Richie Stanaway. First New Zealand pair to win the race since Greg Murphy and Stephen Richards in 1999. Really? It's a big weekend for the Kiwis. Yeah, good on them. Um, yeah, it is good to see, isn't it? Mm. Uh, hello to our New Zealand listeners, by the way, through SENZ. If you want to get involved in the show. Very tall Shane Van Gisbergen. He is. Yeah. He is, a, he is actually a big guy. Yeah. What, what's going on? What's she showing you? Oh, no, she's printing something out for me. Okay, so... Make... That's not being sexist. <laughs> um, but she, he's very tall, Shane Van Gisbergen. Looks yes. Like very difficult, you would think, for him to fit into a car. Mm. Mm. Anyway, hello again well, to our well. New Zealand listeners. Uh, hello to our listeners through the Super Radio Network, um, SEN in Sydney on 11.70, Brisbane 6.93 a.m., uh, 16.20 on the Gold Coast. Our SEN track stations all throughout New South Wales and Queensland. Did I whistle them when I spoke? I, I actually that? had a guy walk up to me in the main street of Arrowtown. <laughs> yeah. He had an All Blacks jersey on. Yeah. Of course, World Cup. And he said, 
I listen to you guys each night. Oh, really? Yep. And what did he say about me? He said, <laughs> oh, I can't repeat it. Right, There's okay. children listening. Okay. Uh, those listening through the SCN app as well, if you haven't gotten onto that, download it. You can stream us anywhere, anytime. Sounds like an advertising campaign. Uh, go to, uh, what is it again? Um, go to the Play Store and also go to um, iPhone apps. No, what is it? <laughs> what's the name of the? Spotify? No. What? What's the name of the, where you get apps if you've got an iPhone? The Apple Store. Apple, that'll do. Yeah. Oh, I'm not. I'm not an Apple user, mate. Mm. I've never eaten an Apple either. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do that you as have well. To tell me that twice. <laughs> uh, we're here for Kia and World Jim. If you want to text into Australia, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six, New Zealand double eight double three, and uh, if you want to call in anytime, love to hear from you. Even if you've been a long time first time, one three hundred. I just whistled again. I sound like Alan Seal. <laughs> One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Is that a sign of old age? If you start whistling when you're talking, <laughs> it's when you start whistling to yourself <laughs> or talking, yeah, to yourself. Find us on social media. God, this intro's long. TikTok, Sports Day SEN, Instagram SENQ, and on X, Sports Day NSW. Big show tonight. Broncos assistant coach, and I'd say equal favorite for the New South Wales coaching job, the vacated position. John Cartwright will be joining us shortly on the show. I sat you went here last week, but the the scoop I had on Thursday is that New South Wales Rugby League have spoken to Tuves, Jeff Tuvey, in relation to the job. Come on, that's ridiculous. Well, Craig has has called and has let Cohen know that uh, the Blues will announce their coach tomorrow. Laurie Daly, head coach, Cardi assistant. Craig, stop it. No, he's, there's no way we will go back to Laurie Daly. Don't think so? No. If we go back to Laurie Daly, that, I'm, draw, I'm drawing the line in the well, sand Well, if New as South well. Wales Rugby League think the origin job is a part-time role, they're not taking the, the role seriously. They're not taking the occasion that seriously. And if that is the way they're going, that they think it's a part-time role, well, maybe Laurie is their, their perfect candidate because, of course, he appears with Michael Clark on – on radio each morning, uh, works for one of the no, betting agencies as well. Yeah, but in yeah, saying yeah, that, yeah. He, it's, it probably fits his his schedule if it's part-time. Yeah, but he's had a crack before, and yeah. he I don't think he won a series, yes, did he? Yes, he did, yeah. Did he win one? Yeah, 2013, 2012, yeah. Oh, right. Okay, so one of those, yeah. oh, I don't – I think we 14? need to – Might have been 14. Oh, well, mate, you, 14. You, take, you take the rest of the show to work out. 2014 <laughs> it was. The halfbacks were Trent Hodkinson and Josh Reynolds. We're trying to think of Trent – Hodgkin, Hodkinson playing golf the other day. I couldn't think of his name. Yeah. That bloke. Yeah, mm. well done. Bulldogs player. Yeah. Um, so I, I, we can't go backwards. There's no way we can go backwards and go back to Laurie Daly. We need to look forward. And we've mentioned on this show, and you reckon you and Rat talked about it ages ago, that uh, Cardi is the one. I reckon Cardi would be a great move as coach for New South Wales. Yeah, yeah, well. And given it's only a part-time role, he's still got his role with the Broncos. Well, so it's he's not still... part-time if you're, it's five if months. you're an assistant coach. It's not part-time. If you're an assistant coach at an NRL club, it would be difficult to juggle it. It would be. And but knowing the way that Cardi is, he's such a, you know, he's, he's, he's a guy that's, you know, to loyal to those that have given him opportunities. Yeah. And Kevy, who he's very good friends with from the 90 Kangaroo Tour, has you know, become a really good assistant to Kevy. So in... In Cardi's mind, he would be thinking, will I be giving the Broncos everything I need to while focusing on, on the Blues job as well? Now, 
I've got no doubt Kevy would never stop him from doing something. Kevy's like endorsed it. Yeah, absolutely. And he's got some really good assistance there and yeah. and Matty Ballon, of course, um, and Lee Breers. So yeah, he, he would be great because as we've spoken about a couple of times on this show, is that first and foremost, he simplifies everything. Secondly, he's really good at bringing people together in a short amount of time. So, and that's that's the art of short-term coaching, being able to get your message across and being able to connect people um, literally overnight. And I like the fact that he's in the game. Uh, I mean, I like, but I like the idea of Tooves as well. And this is another one we threw up last week as well. I, I, I love the idea of Tooves. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he catches a bus to work, for God's sake. You can't find a bloke. Remember we spoke well, to him Well, he's an night. accountant, see? They're the tightest people around. That's right. There My be no, son's an accountant. There'll be no camps. Mm-hmm. Everything be done on the cheap. Remember what? Remember have a spreadsheet for everyone. <laughs> remember, yeah, there'll be no sheets on your bed, just a spreadsheet. Bang. Uh, but what? Remember the time we, you badge and I, we interviewed him one night, and he said, "I'll oh, just hang on, boys. I'm just getting off the bus." He catches yeah. the bus to work every day. Mm-hmm. Now that's tight ass central. <laughs> Seriously, but uh, I, he's passion. I, they're two different blokes, though, aren't they? John Cartwright and Tooves, completely different personalities. Yeah, they are. They are. I mean, don't be fooled by the the perception you get of Jeff Toovey from what you see. You know, him yelling and screaming, and you know that's ridiculous, and whatever it may be. You know, when you when you get Toovey in a a really you know, a fun environment, controlled environment, a social environment, he's he's a really he's a he's a great guy. He's really good company. As is Cardi. Cardi's an, an amazing. He's an ama- amazing guy to have. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to sort of work alongside him day in, day out. For, yep. It was basically just him and I for a lot of years there while we were setting up the Titans and Michael Searle was doing what he had to do. Commercially and all yeah, that. Yeah, so – but um, he's an enjoyable guy okay. to be around. And, and the players who haven't been under his tutelage would really enjoy his coaching. Um, I think Craig from Maitland's pushing for Dave Warner to be Laurie Daly's assistant. <laughs> it's how ridiculous that suggestion is. Uh, SCN Supercars commentator Aaron Noonan will join us uh, in the next hour to wrap up uh, Bathurst. And we look forward to the Gold Coast. We've only got Shane Van Gisbergen with us for two more race meetings before he goes off to NASCARs. Um, Sats, true or false, will come up uh, a little later on tonight. That's ridiculous. Um, golf day, uh, we had Rats Charity Golf Day on Friday. I, I want to call something out right now. It mm-hmm. was it was susasting, mm-hmm. as you call it. But Fitzy wearing white linen shirt after playing a round of golf. Our listener Fitzy. Yeah. Really? And and the fact he even showered. Like, come on, mate. Well, after the game. Yeah, you, it's not – It's Man. no, you're in a buggy. That's country club stuff. Yeah. You know, when you, you play Anchor. around and then you go and have a shower yeah. and you go and have lunch and a couple of red wines – and he had this white linen shirt. He thought he was Don Johnson. <laughs> it was undone to his belly button. Going on, Fitzy, from, telling everyone he's Fitzy from Sports Day. Is he the guy? Was Fitzy also the one that I heard wears one of those man bags around his hip? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's. I don't know. Did he have his Louis Vuitton with? Oh, I'm not sure. But just a shout out to Fitzy. He looked like a tool. Mm. Um. <laughs> I, I, the, this happened on the weekend, Sats. One, I know. I know it's not officially cricket season for you, and the Aussies lost last night. But something really – there was a world record yesterday in the Marsh One Day Cup. Yep. And as I start to talk to you about it, you go to your phone. I so do, I'll yeah. just No, I'll just wait. Is this the guy that got the quickest 100 in 29 balls? I'm not going to talk until you get off your phone. Go. So Jake Fraser McGurk broke the world record. Did you say Fraser McGurk? Yes. It sounds like a character. 
of an action movie <laughs> or a or an action figure, Fraser McGurk. Are you right? That's like an action figure of Simpsons. He's achieved more in sport than what you've ever achieved. Um, yeah. He's got the world record for the fastest 50 in beat, an ODI in the beat world. Beat Chris Gale. No, he didn't. No, he beat. No, A.B. De Villiers. A.B. De Villiers. By he did two, in 30, didn't he? He did in 31. Mm. Uh, Fraser McGurk did it in 29 balls. The 21-year-old hit 23 boundaries, 13 sixes. This is how it came up. Jake Fraser McGurk. He's hit 100 in 29 deliveries. <laughs> And look at the excitement on his face. A special moment. What's going on? What, what are you doing? I thought you were joking. We we're going to do audio on it. Well, that's how you usually get your 100, by hitting the ball. He scored his first 15-18 balls, his second 15-11. Now, a little talky off the back of this, right? Because mm-hmm. we are in cricket season now. It's, we've got this fake Pacific Championship League tournament going on, right? Which no one's available to play. He's doing this to make <laughs> annoy me, everyone. Right. So what we got, what's been the greatest achievement at club cricket somewhere in Australia? Have you got <laughs> at what, 101 not out for Nudgee versus Gregory Terrace? Yeah, but didn't he get a golden duck against um, Michael Kasperwitz? Yeah. Mm. Didn't he kill you with the ball? Well, I thought he was going to. See, there we go. Can someone else tell their stories? Uh, not just Sats. Again, talking about himself, and we'll play the tackle, no doubt, soon. But um, what have you achieved? Playing cricket. Are we serious? I'm dead serious. Oh. Is there a bloke in your team? Mean, okay, I'll give you an example. Our captain, Tommy, we used to bowl first or whenever we were whenever we were batting, mm-hmm. he'd sit, sit next to the esky, clean it out and was too drunk to bat. <laughs> now, that's a skipper. <laughs> we had a player with a ruptured you-know-what. What? Down here. Yeah. After being hit Mulberries. by... By by someone hitting a six, he was cooking the barbecue for us on the sideline. Ended up in hospital that hit night. Hit sausage. Hit <laughs> on the, no? hit the hit one of his meatballs. Mm. Bang in hospital. Yep. These are legends. Who are the legends of suburban cricket? Every weekend around Australia, it's got to be one that you've played with or you've heard of, or maybe it's yourself. I want to hear about it. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or double eight double three if you're in New Zealand. There's a there's a country that bats above its average, right there. New Zealand. Yeah. Well, they have got the most successful cricket. sporting team in the history of sport. It's not bad, is it? Mm. Mm. You're not in this at all, are you? What? You don't like this topic? No. I'm Mate, just... can you concentrate on the show? Well, no. I'm, what I'm... are you doing? So, Canara Cowboy says Atomic Red Sats. What was it? A Shiraz? It's actually Cosmo Red. Crazy by nature, it's called. Okay, so it's um, the way I can explain it to Canara Cowboy and the listeners, if you like a red, it's mint, chocolate, and pepper. Right, that's the that's the taste. So that's it, Canara Cowboy Cosmo Red, crazy by nature. Good that's story. what I'm doing. I'm doing some research for our listeners. Dylan Edwards into the Australian team. Of course, he's in for the suspended Addo Car, isn't he? Yes. Addo Carr copped a couple of matches. Yeah. So he comes the into the squad. Knockout, yeah. Um, finally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is a this is on the back of just a guy that's proven everyone wrong, to be quite honest. You know, everyone thought that Panthers were always going to be a side that when they finally got into the top four, were, did they have the fullback that, that was going to take them to a, a premiership? Is he going to be a strike fullback? And the answer a lot of the time was, no, nah, I don't think so. He's a good player. Very reliable, outstanding superbly 
superb in his fitness and the way that he covers the ground, but I'm not quite sure. And then in the last three years especially, after being beaten in that first grand final in, in 2020, he's gone to another level. He's one of the elite fullbacks now. Mm. So dependable. Uh, so you'll probably just play on the wing. And yeah. he's in there now. He's yeah. in there. Anything Absolutely. can happen, right? Yeah. Um, Never give a sucker an egg and break. Is there – look, we've got a couple of talk topics we'd like to run around this. And we've got to go – gee, we've got to go to break in a sec. Um, there's two options. One, um, who was the best player in history not to play for the Kangaroos? So who never got picked? Preston Campbell. Never played Origin as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Second one is – Who's been picked for the Kangaroos and shouldn't have been? <laughs> you, you can't say Why that. Why can't you? You can't say that. Why not? Because they've represented a country. Yeah. You can't take that away from and try and ridicule someone. Yeah, but you must. Deep down, you, you've got a couple of names that come straight up top of mind. When you brought this up, both you and Daddy, before the show, I did not mention one person. Yeah, but you've got, you know, because you're being polite. Because you're- I respect anyone that's that's been fortunate enough to wear the green and gold. Okay, so there's two off this. Martin Lang never played for Australia. Oh, God, I thought you were going to name him as no. somebody who played for Australia. No. All right, so the two questions are... No, the second question no, doesn't I'm, count. I'm doing my own phone topic oh, on the side. Okay. Uh, best player in history not to play for the Kangaroos and player who played for the Kangaroos who shouldn't have. 0457 736 736. Uh, is our text number. I'm separating myself from the second question. I just want to put that out there right now. Double eight, double. All right. This isn't a negative show. (laughs) We're all about... No, it's fun. Positivity. It's fun. No, it's negative. You're running people down. If you say, oh, Gary Belcher should never play for Australia, what would Badge think of that? Wow, I can't believe you said that. Can you isolate that, (laughs) Daddy? I'm going to play that off. I spoke to Badge today. How's he going? He had to do a EMC to gig the other night in in Evan's head. What is this for a... um, a crew of guest speakers. So Les Boyd, Noel Cleal, Terry Lamb, Ray Brown, former Queensland Manly hooker, and Greg Ritchie as well. And he said, I was that tired for two days after working for four hours straight. <laughs> He's he hasn't changed. He just ordered a caravan. Oh, God. You know, you've. We're going to have to help his wife. You know, you've really just given up when you're accepting. You'd- the caravan, the first caravan. Did you ask him about his missus uh, being a fly-in, fly-out working out <laughs> just to get out of the house? Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. We have the good oil. Um, Aussies lost by six wickets last night to India. 52 balls remaining. Uh, pretty ordinary, the Aussies. Only made 190-odd. Chased down pretty it's quickly. Terrible. Yeah. Not, nothing to talk about there. And the West Tigers set off a Bradman Best, a mega deal worth $800,000 per season. That's a lot of money. For a centre, still only young. Yeah, well, that's what you're playing for. You're, yep. you're paying for someone who's still in their in their prime, and unfortunately, a club like the West Tigers, they have to. They have to pay overs. You, it, there's nothing wrong with paying overs to players as yep. long as one, they're the right age; two, they're on the on the verge or the cusp of playing representative rugby league, which Bradman Best already has. Um, so, is eight hundred thousand what you would pay a centre? Not usually. Or, Stephen Crichton's getting it, but you usually wouldn't pay eight hundred. But when you were, were the West Tigers, I want to talk about something about something a little bit later on about the West Tigers and how I think they should start doing their their recruitment from this day forward. Right, stand by. Got to go to a break. Uh, this is Sports Day. Oh, by the way, the good oil for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grain harvested and first cold pressed in Northern Victoria. Back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to five hundred and twenty-eight kilometres of range. 
World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. To save time and water, Era Gear is here. They just walk in with a bit of ACDC. Geez, the text machine's blowing up tonight. Look, I was joking about who shouldn't have played for Australia. No, you weren't at all. You weren't at all. Mick says, tell Fitz to give himself an uppercut. What a flog. Yeah, I agree. Well, Fitz, you did text in, say the worst player to play for Australia is Matt Rogers. Well, you can't say that. It was a joke, Fitzy. No, no, you put it out there and he's throwing his mate under the bus. G'day, fellas. I don't think Nathan Blacklock ever played for the Kangaroos. Although, could be wrong about that. He was definitely one of my all-time favourite Dragons players. He never played State of Origin. Didn't he? No, no, no. And should have as well. I think he played a game for Australia, but he never played State of Origin, especially that year when he was um, just absolutely killing it. Um, Glenn's text through. I don't even know why I'm reading his text out, but it's just to rip him a new one. Tell Justin that Greg Ritchie is a cricket player, not a rugby league player. Mate, I never even mentioned Greg Ritchie's name, mate. Glenn didn't turn up to the well, rag and famish either. Well, I want to get to the bottom of this. He no doubt will be blessed with Glenn's um, presence soon, but he texted last week on the show mm. and said that you never turned up for the whack pack drinks. I did. On Saturday. I left at half time because no one was there. Well, there was people there, but but none of the listeners. For Sats' shout. That's why you didn't turn up. Uh, the chicken palmy. I sat there. I watched the first half of the AFL, and I said, well, no one's going to. Well, we've gotten access to video footage of the security. Fine. And you're not in there. Yeah, that's a lie. So, well, Glenn's lying to us then. So you're claiming that one of our listeners so is a liar. So you're saying you're taking Glenn's word over mine. I don't know who's I'm taking. Chuck Mundine, even though he was controversial, had a ripper 99 and misselection. Yeah, he did. He's in SAS Australia starting tonight. Can't wait for that tonight. Mm. Can't believe the block wasn't on last night. But, oh, don't start. But I can't wait for SAS tonight. Peter Boll, I'm looking forward to him. As oh, well. I'm looking forward to Chalk. Oh, they've really focused on him and Peter Bowl a lot in the lead up to it. And I go back to Yana Pittman last season, I think it was, or the one after, or one before, I should say. And the perception of her yeah. by Australians changed after her being on that show. Mm. It's something about that show just t- grabs the truth out of you. The other one it? thing about Yana Pittman in her day, remember she had that knee operation and yeah. she walked out of the the hospital with the crutches and just threw them. Like, just through, it was, like, so dramatic. But you're right, SAS changed my opinion of her because she was so tough. And, mm. I mean, she's a doctor now. And she's achieved so much. Yeah. But I've got to say with Chock, I mean, there is a perception out there that Chock is this this arrogant guy who um, who basically puts his foot in his mouth, and he has on a number of occasions. I think he'd be the first to admit that at times as well. But you talk to people that have spent a lot of time with Chock, and you wouldn't meet a more humble man, mm. a guy that would just basically give everything that he has to, to people. He's, you hear that a lot, Sats, yeah. but it's, I've never seen it. Gordy Tallison, his time at the Dragons, Gordy and, and Chuck Mundine have been close mates uh, for a long, long time. And if you ever spoke ill about Chuck around Gordy, his eyes start rolling mm. and he just he's so protective of Chuck. Chuck. He's, a, he's a wonderful guy, Chuck. And his father, Tony... Not only yeah, one of the great yeah. Australian boxers, but just a wonderful man. You ever hear the story about his old man? No. He's going for a run one day. Uh, this is a few years ago now. 
well after he'd retired, but he's always stayed really fit. He's going for a run one day, and apparently he saw a guy, it was around Redfern, he saw a guy mug a lady, take her handbag and, and sprint off. And he kept running just casually the same, but he just ran around the block. He ran around the block knowing full well that he would eventually cross paths with the guy that, the young guy that mugged this person. And and as a guy just slowly walked past him, he went crack, <laughs> crack, and just floored him. Took the handbag and... You like violence, don't you? <laughs> I like when it's in, so he, in that nature. Yeah, right. He, he gave the handbag back. He got it. Yeah, got it, got it for the lady again. Yeah. Great man. Steve says, Yana Pittman is an absolute fighter. We should put men half her age. She would put men half her age. Yeah, she's on that new celebrity. Is Amazing it? race. Yeah. Can I say, Bo Ryan does a great job at that, hosting that. What a gig. Oh, I know. What a I gig. Know. That's Why can't we get work like that? Mm. Uh, not getting at you guys, but why can't we have a New Zealand program like we used to have? Well, you've got, you've got great New Zealand content across the day on SENZ, mm-hmm. and then you get us. Uh, and Sats is married to a, a New Zealander. So I'm basically a Kiwi. That's, and that'll do. Yep. So that'll be great. So we're mm. done. Say fish and chips for me. Fish and chips. There you go. We're done. Yep. Hey, boxing quickly. Got to go to a break because Cardi's standing by. Uh, what did you make of it on the weekend? You watched it. Oh, you talking about the rumble by the reef? Yeah. I liked it. 30-second summation of the uh, fights. Very um, entertaining. I liked it. Nelson Osofa Solomana is like just an evil human being. Um, Junior Bolo and the Ben Hannett fight probably shouldn't have happened, but in saying that, it's good watching Junior Bolo fight. Yep. Jason Taumalolo, I've got, we've got a text there very soon. I'll get to about Jason Taumalolo. He got beaten by Regan Campbell-Gillard. Parramatta actually won something on the night. They won both their fights. Oh, they finally won something. Yeah. Congratulations, Steve. And Tavita Pangai Jr., cringeworthy after the fight. Listening to him try and promote himself in boxing, but isn't it incredible. He played in I, game one of State of Origin. This I've year. got to say, anyone who gets in the ring, but very brave. And Jared Wallace, hello, are you alive? That's the only other thing. After he had the, you know what, beat out of him <laughs> by Nelson, <sighs> him with the first punch and uppercut, and all his white stuff come out of his mouth, and everyone <laughs> thought it was teeth. his teeth. It wasn't his teeth. And apparently, it's like Vaseline. Oh, he's probably eating minties or something, uh, Jared. <laughs> Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here. That brings us our sports update. Break time. When we come back, we're going to have a chat to John Carwright, one of the men who is keen on the New South Wales coaching job. I'll have a chat to him next on Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here tonight. Get involved anytime. 0457 736 736 if you're in Australia, double eight double three in New Zealand or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Just to clarify something on the text. Um there yes, apparently um uh where is this text gone? Blacklock. Nathan Blacklock did play a play, test for Australia in two thousand and one. Yeah, he played a couple of text tests, I think. Yeah. yeah, so that's been confirmed by seven seven zero. Thank you for the text. The man we're about to talk to here could be the coach of uh, the New South Wales Blues. 
next year. And it'll be lovely to see how you talk about the Blues once this guy gets the gig. Uh, we're going to find out tonight if he's going to accept the role. We want the, we want the truth. We want the exclusive. Uh, uh, we want the scoop on this. Johnny Cartwright, Brisbane Broncos assistant. Hello, mate. Thanks for joining us. Afternoon, boys. Now we'll get to the heavy stuff real soon. But we were talking to your future son-in-law, Sock, this afternoon <laughs> on his show. And make one question, and I, I feel for you here. What the the wedding's still what eighteen months away in Italy. Uh, for those who don't know, Sock, uh, Stephen O'Keefe is marrying your daughter, Lexi, in Italy. Now, now, John, traditionally, does the father of the bride still pay for the booze? Oh, that stopped many years ago, Jason. That, <laughs> that uh, I, I've already had one daughter um, get married, and I help with that bill and I think it uh, those rules changed uh, on the back of that wedding for me anyway. Well and, and there's rumors going around. Well this come from Sock's mouth today. Uh you apparently are running around with a bottle of Sambuca for the birth of your second grandchild. <laughs> is that, is Never that... knew you to be a Sambuca <laughs> man. You're a beer man. Johnson, What's going yeah. on? Right. I must have been with Alan Langer. That, that, that's his <laughs> go-to drink celebrate. Hey, now, Cardi, um, before we talk about uh, whether the, the club has started their review from the very good 2023 season, we, we interviewed Billy Walters a couple of weeks ago. He's a great young man, had probably his best, well, definitely his best season so far. Finally believes he's a, an NRL player now and definitely a hooker. And we asked this question to him, and this is on the back of you and your wrestling wrestling skills. Now, I was coached by Cardi at the Gold Coast Titans, and, and everyone, he, everyone he laid down the challenge for him to, to wrestle him. He was undefeated, un, unbeaten. Still today. Still, still undefeated. Apparently. Well, well, maybe. We're, we're about to find out. Have you tried to wrestle him? And if you haven't, has anybody else and has anybody beaten him? So it's funny you say that. So Cardi actually recently had surgery on his neck for a bulging disc, mm. I think it was. Mm. And he got that injury because he was holding a pad for Fleggy before a game. Fleggy <laughs> said, oh, Cardi, can you hold this pad? I need to do some, some bumpers. And... I think he bumped him over. He hit him in a way and he hurt his neck. So he's been out of action all year. I think that was in about round one, too. He struggled with it for a couple of months and he finally got surgery on it. Oh, so I can't wait to carve him. Oh, action. wow. I can't wait to carve him. He'll be copping it. So, Cardi, are you getting, are you getting bullied by the young kids of the game today? <laughs> oh, mate. I, I, he, so it was, we're in the dressing shed to, to warm up and they're normally, whoever he does it with was getting some extra strapping or something and, and Flegg's very uh, pedantic with how he does his, you know, his pre-game stuff. He said, oh, can't you hold this pad for me? And I tell you, I, I thought I got hit by a truck. <laughs> he, he, he hit me that hard. My, my head went, my neck went flying back. But that that wasn't the worst of it because he likes to do one on each shoulder. So oh. I had to bit my teeth and bite my tongue and, and uh, he had another crack on the other shoulder and he hit me even harder. And I, 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 I yeah, I finally realised, mate, that uh, I put the cue in the rack and uh, wrestling days and the tackling days <laughs> are over. Now, great season, mate, of course, um, and everyone would have gone through what, what happened uh, two Sundays ago. But in saying that, uh, when it comes to the end-of-season review, uh, you as a coaching staff, do you, do you sit down straight away? Do you literally give a, a bit of time in between um, when you do the review on grand final day? Mate, we did. We sat down uh, middle of last week, so three or four days after the game. It's just a mate, you, you do a bit more of an intense one when you come back from training. Like it's, uh, you know, the the hurt and the and the devastation still there, and it's you know the enthusiasm 
that you need, you know, to 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 participate in meetings like that. It's probably not quite where it should be. It was, you know, it was a quick meeting uh, based on you know what we thought we did pretty well, what we think we can do better, and when we uh, come back, uh, you know, in in before our first session, we'll we'll meet. Uh, and probably have a couple of days away somewhere and just nut out uh, exactly how we do it. Yeah, nice. Now, the New South Wales job, what's the process, Cardi? Is it a role where the New South Wales Rugby League contact potential candidates or is it up to the individual through themselves, their manager, to make contact with the New South Wales Rugby League if they're interested in the role? Yeah, I'm not sure how it, it works for everyone, mate. I, I know, um, you know, when, when Freddie uh, stood down from the role... Um, you know, initially I was just sort of talking to Ricky Stewart um, about it, you know, where he stood. And he, he was sort of thinking um, that, you know, he, that maybe something that interests him. But with time, with a, with a couple of days, he, 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 he just, look, Ricky's like a, he's an all-in or all-out sort of guy. That's what he said to me. He said, look, I'm, I'm either all into it, which is going to affect his Raiders job. Or, or I'm out. He said, but, you know, would you consider doing it? I said, oh, mate, I, I, I would love to do it. And uh, I, I just had a, a quick talk to Dave Trodden. Um, and, you know, they get the, I think now they just go through their process with, with the CEO and the board, um, how they have other names um, that are interested for the job. Probably something similar, mate. It's probably just a phone call. I don't think there's going to be an interview process. I think they'll get all the candidates together. They know what everyone's done. Um, and they'll make a choice um, from there. That's surprising. No potential interview. But in saying that, Cardi, long-term coaching, which is week in, week out in the NRL, to short-term coaching, and you've been involved as, as a player and as a coach as well, what have you got to nail from the first day when you, when you do short-term coaching in, say, Origin? Uh, for me, man, I've sort of been involved off and on since 2002. You know, I've had a few, probably three, three different stints. I think the, the the preparation for the players can't be any different from club level. Like, you know, you it's a different game. It's a di- you know, it's even you know it's different to a grand final even. Your you, your whole year about grand final is building, 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 building. Tough games along the way. Um, players had injured. You know, then you get maybe. You get two, maybe three semi-finals that really get you ready for that grand final. Whereas Origin's just a straight-out punch in the face from day one. It's, it's, it's a different sort of build-up. But I think the one thing that you have to get right is making sure that your preparation and the players' preparation is exactly as what they're, they're used to now at club level. And that's, you know, it's even simple things like, you know, Phil being ready for training, uh, you know, drink stations out, all their work done in the gym, uh, so you can get onto the field at a at the time that's you know down in their timetable. And it sounds simple, but it's it's just something that I've sort of grown to think that's really really important. You know, is familiarity, just making sure that you nail all those finer points. Um, those games come down to at the end of the day, it's a, it's it's um, it's a toss of a coin. Um, Queensland have. have you know, dominated us for off and on for a fair while now. Um, so there's no hiding from how tough the job would be. But if I, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't put my hand up if I didn't think I was capable of uh, getting the job done. Well, just listening to that, I'm on Team Cardi.
I, I, I think what, what you've just said there, Carter, you've just absolutely nailed that. Am I reading this right? And do you mind sharing? You, you only want the head role at New South Wales. Would you consider being an assistant? I, I would, mate. I, I, it sort of happens uh, quickly. I, I, it's, look, it's the most exciting arena. Like the, like the, the three-week period of your, you know, goes over a, a seven or eight-week period or whatever. But the three-week period that they have, and you're in camp with the players. You know, as a coach, as a player, as any sort of staff member, you know, that's where you get real growth. As a, for me, as a coach, um, you're with the very best of the best. You know, you, you 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 learn so much by just sitting back and watching. You get plenty of time, you know, for conversations and talks and meetings. You, you know, and you do, you you can just learn so much. And, I'm, and it's, I've been lucky that I have been involved in a, in a few different campaigns. Um, but the, the game changes so quickly. You know, the, these fellows that are you know the, the brains of your team. They're the they're the ones that are keep coming up with the tiny little things that are that are making differences and. For me, that's you know whether you're a head coach or a coach, to, to, to be involved in that and to keep bettering yourself, that that sort of really appeals to me. Now I've read that Kevy is supportive of this, but how would you feel coaching against your Broncos players in the Queensland team? Well, I, I actually had to sit down in the coach's box against my son uh, this year, so that that was a, <laughs> that was one of the most uh, difficult things I've ever had to do you know like you not as far as wanting to win and and you know the important in getting the result when you watch your your, your kids play all you all you worry about him is not getting hurt so you know every time it was near a, a tackle and a, and, a, and a carry you know I'm thinking oh get up mate get up get up you know so just to try and keep focusing on your job uh, but also have that little thought in the back of your head that was that was as difficult as it gets. So, look, Origin is a is a it, it does you know. And I'm fortunate that I, I do work with some of the Queensland legends, and they come Origin time, it's it's win at all costs. There's no you know, and I've been probably very lucky to be able to witness that firsthand. It's you know, we're on best mates with a lot of them boys, or you know, with Alf and and Kevy, uh, etc. But when it's Origin. It's just win at all costs, and it's you know there's no so there's nothing you know that in my mind that would that you, if you go in sort of half cocked you're not going to beat them. It, it, you've got to be whatever it takes to to get the job done. Yeah, absolutely. I I think you'd, you'd have a great connection, which is really important from day one. Cardi, before we let you go, um, yes, you have been involved many times in the Origin campaigns. Have you? Has Sean Timmons ever apologised to you when he kicked the winning field goal in 2004? You were one of the assistants that night. You were the first to get to Sean Timmons and he completely brushed you <laughs> to celebrate with one of his players? Yeah, yeah not happy with that. Uh, so that's, I'll, I'll, I will have words with him one day. I'm actually good mates with Tim. He, was, he, was a, he nearly, nearly came to the Titans one year. We had him sort of across the line and to his credit, he, he rang me up one day. He said, "Mate, I can't do it to you. My, my knee's no good. I can't." Um, I was so looking forward to getting him there. He, he's sort of my type of player. Yeah. Tough and yeah. Uh, uncompromising, and didn't care about reputations, and, and just a good lad off the field. So, uh, I haven't mentioned that to him yet, but I know. I think I think that was the same game where he brushed me, but I also got in the way of someone else who elbowed me in the between the eyes. <laughs> ended up with two black eyes. <laughs> 
Jeez, it's tough origin, isn't it? Oh, Even if as an assistant. Oh, it's tough for the trainers. Either, <laughs> Cardi already Fitzy on the text going, Cardi would be bloody brilliant, mate. Let's hope it all goes well for you. Uh, I'm pumped about origin already. I'm not normally this is Queensland is getting pumped in October, but I am absolutely pumped on the words you've had to say about origin tonight, mate. Good luck with it all. And hopefully you are the blues coach uh, next year moving forward. John Cartwright, thanks for your time on Sports Day. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, Hoss. How good is that? Oh, he's, a, he's just a great man. He's just a, he's Mate, a good guy. I've got guy. chills. I've actually got chills listening the, to the words Cardi just had. He's a man of very few words, but when he speaks, it's it's always comes from you know a lot of depth of knowledge and passion, and and he simplifies everything from a coaching perspective. The only bit of advice I would give him is mm. he's just got to play that any given Sunday, uh, <laughs> Al Pacino. Free. He came to... He came to a boardroom meeting I was at once and I asked him to come along as a guest just to talk about teamwork. And he yep. goes, now, Jace would probably want me – he probably thinks we just stand around like Al Pacino. I'm going, what, you don't? I kicked him out. I said, you got to go. <laughs> That's all you got to do, mate. Just play that speech yeah. from Al Pacino. It's a game of inches. Wonderful chat with uh, John Cartwright. Back in a moment with more Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to it. Scotty Sattler. What's that song for? I just like to play some music out of breaks. What it does right in the biz is yep. it gives the hosts a little bit of energy. Okay. Plus it fills some time. See, Shepherd, Shepherd. Are, oh, I'm done. No, so Shepherd are touring overseas somewhere. You know, they should go on a tour Germany bus. Germany or something like that. They should. <laughs> Germany. Yeah. That's where they're big. Maybe I want to see Shepherd mm-hmm. and Gus Gould on a bus just, you know, doing a tour or something. Simon from Balgown, he says, Johnny Cartwright, well, he gets my vote for the New South Wales job. I loved it. Some of it I didn't understand because I haven't been involved with rugby league. But I'll tell you, that was good, mate. Mm. It was good. Well done. Uh, Sats and Woogie plays that I believe should have played for Australia but didn't. Kevin McGuinness and Owen Craigie, both Australian schoolboys. They were. Owen Craigie, one of the great Australian schoolboys. Yeah, that's Daniel. Yep. Hey, did Ben Barb ever play for Australia or Origin? No. That's from no. Tommy in Sydney. He won no. the Dally M in 2012. Yeah, no, he didn't. Had a great year, 2012. Two other controversial people who are on SAS tonight, Cocaine Cassie and Craig McLaughlin. Who goes first? We, actually, let's get the list. Why is Cocaine Cassie, why do they allow her? Because we're talking about it right now. Uh, you know what we'll do? During the break, we'll get the list of who's on. Yep. And we'll go, because there's always some that lo- we'll the go, first 24 hours. Tick, flog, tick, No, we're not flog. using the word flog. Are we not? No, who's going to go first? Nine remember, ball. Remember, Good what's her name? Roxy Jazenko. Oh. oh, Badge. Badge was livid for for ages. <laughs> Didn't like a lips or anything like that. He said, <laughs> he was angry. He was angry. Hello to you, Badge, if you're listening. Uh, this is Sports Day. Back in a moment with some more. Stand by. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. 
This is Sports Day. Hello, welcome to Hour 2 of the show. Sports Day it is, Monday night. Scotty Sattler back fresh from holidays and Jason Matthews here tonight. Um, you and the Rat tomorrow night will be uh, hosting the show. He's on light duties. Why? Oh, because he's, he has to talk about rugby and all that sort of stuff. So he's a bit buggered, the poor little thing. Plus he had to run a golf day and... Mm. Oh, God, he was in full whinge mode Thursday night. Oh, stuck on the tarmac for two hours. I was whinging and I saw the messages coming from our WhatsApp group. Oh, but mate, he's, this this is what he was like. And I know, kid you, he was an anchor. He go, I'm on the phone trying to sort things out for the charity golf day. You know, everyone, everyone can hear me. Of course they would have. And he said, and then I had an air hostess come up and ask me for a photo. Oh, what an A grade. <laughs> Absolutely. This is what I've got to put. This, this is the rugby mentality, isn't mm. it? Better than, he wouldn't have done that playing for the Sharks. If he stayed in rugby league and didn't go to rugby, good bloke. Of course, he went to rugby. He's an average bloke. <laughs> Just an, he's a six and a half out of ten. Fitzy, over to you. Uh, you've got to you've got to work with him tomorrow, <laughs> and I'm staying out of this. Hey, uh, coming up soon, Aaron Noonan will uh, review Bathurst for us. Um, he's actually driving back from Bathurst as we speak. Um, and you don't do Bathurst properly unless you absolutely stink at this stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've dug up your booze on the hill. Yeah. I mean, what? How? Again, drink responsibly, everybody, but. Is it a bit unfair to limit people to one carton a day that you can take in? <laughs> Is that the limit? That's the limit per person. One carton. One carton. You can still buy booze on site. One carton of Kraken and Dry bottles. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, can you, like, people used to go and bury cartons everywhere. Bodies. <laughs> imagine, if you had, imagine if you're digging up your carton and you come across a, a body. Imagine if you're a serial killer and go, I know where I can dump these bodies. <laughs> Oh, yeah. she was wrong place. But I got a carton of uh, two is new. That's nice, isn't it? Um, the, don't be a serial killer. It's not good. Yeah. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Uh, if you're in New Zealand, I'd love to hear from you. Double eight double three must be uh, tickled pink by the Kiwis winning Bathurst this weekend. Uh, or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is our text number. Before we get into SAS, do you mm-hmm. want to read out a few texts? That's it. Uh, hey, boys. If you need to rely on Portugal winning by plus seven, you don't deserve to be in the World Cup. Paul and Brizzy. Yeah, you're right. But you've got to take every opportunity you can. Isn't it? It's one of those things today, isn't it? Like, no one's talking about it because we already knew it was a fait accompli last week, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, not completely. Oh, come on. There's still, still, you've got to hold on to every opportunity you can. Did you read that from. Like the internet, did you get that as an inspirational quote today? <laughs> you got to hold on to every quote you can. Yeah, what else you got? Um, we've got here sats. You can say flog. Big J Dog says. Mm. So everyone's against you. Mm. Long time listener, first time text for this week. Welcome back, satisfaction. Oh, I like that. What? Mick, you might be able to what? straighten the ship and the tide riser that we know the show is. What's that mean? The Fork and Tab Pub. At the end of Arrowtown, Wild West Main Street. Yeah, you're right. Luke and Southport. I trust you sampled the local beers and their awesome sunny beer garden. Of course I did. not. I did. The, uh, the Fork and Tap pub, Luke, is under renovation. It's still open, but they're putting this massive big outdoor area. It looks, looks amazing. So, um, yeah, so we've got uh, – what do we got here? I think you are a bit tough on – I think you're a bit tough on Laurie who is going to 
beat that great Queensland team. And Tuvi is too smart trying to drive and find a car spot in the city. Is like getting a lot, a lot of numbers, Jason. So Laurie Daly, yeah, Laurie Daly did. There was a great Queensland side, which of course he was the one that broke. Was eight in a row, and then and then they won. Well, the averages say they're going to lose. Queensland, yeah. Mm. No, the averages were telling you that they're going to win because of the team they had, purely based on what was happening Righto. at that given time. Club cricket. I got run out by my partner because he belted one towards the boundary and thought it was four, but it pulled up in the long grass. He didn't run, and I didn't make it back in time. Yeah. Well, that's a curator's fault. Well, no, you don't run. That's stupid. Who runs in the first place at club cricket? <laughs> well, you don't do that. Mark asks Sats, do you have a problem with Tao Malolo pulling out of the Tongan team to boxing in the Battle of the Reef? Um, yeah, I do. I do. I do. I know it's completely different contact, and it's only three rounds, two, two minutes per round. Um, yeah, but we spoke to Sugar, one of our – and Sock earlier on about it that we have all these, the RLPA come up with all these, you know, conditions around post-season and what you can and can't do, but if players are willing to jump in the ring, which I've got to say is mighty entertaining. I absolutely loved watching it on Saturday night. Did you? Yeah, I did. I love it. One, I love boxing, and two, I love watching rugby league players try and belt the crap out of each other. Yep. In a different format. So, but to then go and pull out, like Junior Bolo. Did they take it seriously? Absolutely they okay. did, yeah, for sure. And it's done in good. It's done. It's done in very good spirits as well. At the end of each round, you know, both the fighters have touched gloves, and um, yeah, it was it was really good to watch. But yeah, if you're pulling out of your representative schedule as well, I suppose the argument is, like I said, three rounds, two minutes. Yeah, you, you know, it's still very tiring, and it's also quite frightening and scary to, to get in the ring as well is completely different to playing X amount of games across test matches for 80 minutes. And so there is an argument to that. Uh, so, but I'm not sure what the Tongan fans think of it. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six or double eight double three from New Zealand. Rightio. Um, do we, we've got a few things going on. I'm intrigued by SAS. I read a few things in the break, by the way, and it's got me, it's, it's got me upset. Uh, we'll go to that in a moment, but on the subject of television, do you want to just talk to Glenn very quickly? Well, if he's if he's going to if he's going to lie to me, I just want him to be yeah. honest. Glenn, did you turn up to the Wack Packers uh, Grand Final celebration? The Spanish and one ninety nine Miller Street, North Sydney. Oh, good Absolutely, Googling. and I tell you what, it was a fair hike up from the train station to the pub too. So that's. But I wanted to thank the the guys at the pub for because I didn't take my wallet with me, not thinking that I would need it. <laughs> So they did shout me a few beers, and um, I managed to send them some cash a little bit later. So thanks, boys. Um, so aren't you wait, 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 wait? Aren't you upset with Sats for not yeah. being there? I was there. You were not, well, Scott. Yeah. Oh, well, what's, what's the point? He was in bloody New Zealand. What, what can no, I do? No, no, no. I walked from SEN's no, studio, I, I which is like which is two hundred meters away from the Rag and Famish. I finished the show with Joel Sugar Kane. Yep. I walked up there. Joel Sugar Kane, we're talking about it two minutes before I got off air. I walked up. I stayed there for the first half, had a meal. No one was there. Or there was people there. And then I, I left there. at half time. Glenn, you, I didn't see. Well, I don't know what you look like. Oh, I didn't see. I, sorry, Sats, I didn't see you either. I do apologise, mate. Were you in the I, smoking I was section? As he was as well. 
What a brilliant game it was, too. It was outstanding. Not, right. not good if you're alive. Got I, I anything interesting to, to talk about? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I do, actually, Woogie's mate. getting a little bit concerned because you're not talking about him. No, I'm just so, bored. Uh, Woogie, Woogie, you're doing a fantastic job, mate. You're about as useful as... <laughs> he was actually about to pay you a compliment, then. He's gone. I have no time for him tonight. I'm too busy. Mm. Hey, a uh, couple of more texts there, Sats. Yeah, we've got one from here in New Zealand, 286. Hey, boys, great show, funny AF. Get uh, Keep up the banter. What am I going to do now that the NRL season has finished? Be good to have RTS back in a Warriors jersey in the number in 2024. Yeah, you're right. Uh, don't like Union and as unpatriotic as I may sound, I don't care about the Albrechts if they lose. Cheers. Wow. Hey, um, do you say that to your mates? North, North Islander or South Islander, eight, uh, 286? Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, sorry, I missed that question. What was it? You were just away in your own little world then. No, I've you? got Daddy barking instructions at me. Yeah. Uh, and disrupting the flow, as we call it <laughs> in the fizz. Hey, uh, trade up to Continental Ties uh, this trade period as we get a trade update for you. St Kilda's free agent, Jade Gresham, has informed the club today that he wants to play for Essendon next season. Um, it's busy trade period for the Bombers. Uh, has all but locked up the North Melbourne pair, Todd Goldstein and Ben Mackay. And Collingwood GM of footy, Graham Wright, is disappointed after Taylor Adams informed the club he would trade to the Swans. Good on him. He's going to a team with teeth. Have you ever, li- have you, have you ever listened to trade radio? I love SCN? it. Absolutely love it. So for listeners, even if you're not an AFL fan, just if you've got the SEN app, just have a listen to it. It is, it's actually really interesting to listen to. If, if you come from a sport and a code mm. that's not used to trades and, and the draft and everything like that, it's, it's actually, it's really interesting to listen to and educate yourself. I, I, mate, again, we talk about this every year when this is on. I think it's a, a massive, massive opportunity for rugby league. No, it's not. Why, mate? Because it takes away from the clubs that don't develop. It's an excuse to say, well, I'm not going to develop Well, then you bring, need to bring I'm in just going to wait for a young kid to come onto the market. And if we come last, we get the first pick. But the club, half, more than half the clubs don't. No, all the clubs do a great job of developing, some less than others. Some don't have great regions to, to obviously well, this develop. Is right, but this would make it more even. What, well, I think, it sh- I think it sh- if they're going to have a draft, I think it should be for the senior players coming off contract. But what about the youngsters? No. Let, the, 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 let the, the clubs develop them. Yeah, but some clubs can't. and it, Every it, club can. So every year we're going to have Penrith, Melbourne Storm, South Sydney. Um, who else is there? Um, the, the, so why should we bring all of those really good clubs that develop? Why do we need to bring them all the way back to the clubs? Why do the Roosters take, have access to all the South Juniors? Because they're next door to them. But they don't, they're not spending the time and money developing them. But the Roosters can go and adopt another area and, and what, focus, just, we focus mean, on that area. You mean still? From the neighbours' area. Sometimes you just got to play the cards. So what's the difference? Why can't Parramatta go and steal all Penrith juniors? That's what I'd be doing. Well, they can. But why wouldn't we do? Why wouldn't any club can steal a player from a region? Why wouldn't we do a draft which evens up the competition? Otherwise, you're going to have the salary caps for to even up the competition. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That's what the salary caps for. Okay, so every every team, Mm -hmm. every team is even, are they? In that aspect. Every team has got the same amount of money to Don't spend. Don't smile at me while I'm and saying now, that. And now, and then it comes down to how good are you at recruiting and right, selling Right, and that's all club. fair and even too. What do you mean, is it fair and even? I'm just asking you a question, Scott. 
What's fair? What do you mean? What's fair and even? So the salary cap, everyone's on a level playing field there. Have you got evidence that they, that they're oh, not? Oh no, I'm just asking you a question. Well, I'm saying to you, I don't have ever, ever, any evidence that they're not. I'm not do you saying, have but I'm not saying they're but not. You're insinuating. No, I'm not. I'm just asking you a question. Yeah. Well, it's BS. What is the salary cap? Is it? I'm not a fan. Okay. I'm not saying people. What do you? Why, uh, do you, why are aren't you a fan? Based on what? It doesn't work. <laughs> How does it not work? You know how. Why? <laughs> Tell me why. You've got to have some substance to your argument. I'm not going to put myself in a position okay. where I'll get in a lot of legal trouble. But yeah. I love the idea of a draft. I do for players coming off contract. I, I don't for juniors. Well, then we should introduce it somehow. Because, mm. I, I just, mate, it's just uneven. The competition. Um, I like the idea of we need to Keon s- Kulamatangi wants to go to market. Yep. So he goes into a draft. Yep. And then nominates his fee. Yep. That's it. And then if and West if he, Tigers get the first the first shot. I at love him, it. I love yeah. that. Because you know why? Because then they might start trying some showing some loyalty and going, God, I don't know where I'm gonna end up. So I'm gonna re sign with South for eight hundred. Mm. That's if they offered him, mate. That's a lot of money. It is, yeah, for a back rower. But well, yeah. He must be unhappy. Maybe he's unhappy at South. I, I don't know. But I, mate, but what it does, it's also a show. You see it in the NFL as well. It's a show. It's a, it's, it adds to the drama of the competition having a trade. In period. other words, it's easy to commercialise. Isn't that what we're about, though? Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. Like, you know. I, I think I think you could still commercialise a great in rugby league. I just I don't like the idea of clubs like like you know the Brisbane Broncos and. And the Cowboys who recruit, who develop really well, and Penrith and Parramatta who develop really well. I don't like the idea of those people spending good money in their pathway programs get dragged down to some of the clubs who don't want to spend any time on development. Look at the size of Queensland, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. There's it's four a, teams. It's a free-for-all for any Sydney or Melbourne or New Zealand club. So, what not, would, not what, Okay, let's say we had a trade period in the NRL. Yeah. So not not for season twenty twenty four, but for mm. season twenty five. So anyone coming available November one, what would be the best trade in the NRL? What player mm. right now mm, coming off contract for the end of next year? Yeah, twenty twenty five season. I don't know. I don't know who's. I mean, br- the way the Bradman best finished the season off, you'd have to say he'd be up there. And who would you trade him with? Who? What club would I trade him to? Well, who would you trade him with? What a player or a yeah. Club? Well, you've got to give up something if you're trading something. They just don't give it to you. That's a buy. Let's say you want Bradman Best. Let's okay. Let's use this as an example. Mm-hmm. You're the West Tigers. Okay. You want Bad, Bradman Best to be your your centre. Yep. Who are you giving up, and what are you giving up? I think you'd have to give up two players for Bradman. I don't know who those two players are, but you'd have to give up at least two players. Would you give up some cash? No. Would you give up picks if there was a draft? Because this is the part of the, the this is the, the part of the AFL one I don't understand is they start giving up picks sixty eight C in round three. It's like what? Yeah, we don't understand that. No, and a lot of clubs don't even exercise. Have you seen the, draft day? Yeah, it's a great movie. Great Kevin movie. Costner. Kevin Costner. Yeah, that was a great bounce back. Waterworld was his worst movie. <laughs> never watched it. Haven't you? Do you know I've never watched Last of the Mohicans? Nor have I. And do you know I'm a I'm a massive movie buff like you are. Last of the Mohicans. Never seen it. Never seen it. I don't intend on seeing it. Who was in that? Kevin Costner. I'm a movie buff. 
Do you know my one of my former teammates, um, Ryan Girdler? Yeah. Hates Denzel Washington. That's a bit nasty. Can't stand a movie with Denzel Washington. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, trade up to Continental Tires, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tires uh, today quickly. Before we go to, oh, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. catch every NFL game this season on DAZN. Visit NFLDAZN.com forward slash NFL. We're not talking about NFL today. Well, because Rats 49ers embarrassed the Dallas Cowgirls. They pantsed them. Mm-hmm. It was 40-something to 10. Yeah. How'd, Terrible. How did Green Bay go? Tomorrow, 10 o'clock. Okay, no worries. Hey, we talked about it. We teased it. Aaron Noonan coming up shortly here on Sports Day. We'll talk to him uh, post uh, Bathurst. But this is the cast. I can't wait for SAS Australia. I'm looking forward to it. So the, the, each contestant, apparently, first of all, gets mm-hmm. about $30,000 for appearing well, on the show. So, so the people who do it do it for a number of reasons. One is... It's a challenge. Yep. I'm going to go through every person. You're going to tell me whether it's a We're challenge. Do it quickly. Whether it's a reputation builder. But can I just say, Cocaine Cassie's getting six figures. Okay. Why is she getting paid more? So some do it for money. Some do it for uh, reputation building. Some do it for uh, challenge. Okay. Here we go. Abby Holmes, AFL commentator. What do you think? Money, reputation, challenge. Don't know. Okay. Anthony Mundine. Uh... Reputation and challenge. I'm going challenge. Boyd Cordner. Don't know. Challenge. Cassie, convicted drug smuggler. I can't. I'm not even want to talk about it. I can't, I can't believe she's, she's on doing the show. it for the cash. She's getting six figures yeah, it's allegedly. Ridiculous. Uh, Dr. Craig Shallon, who was one of the Thai rescue heroes. Challenge. Challenge. Uh, Craig McLaughlin, actor. Um, just to sing, just to have an audience. Definitely reputation. Hope he doesn't tell jokes like he did on the footy show that night. Wouldn't it be great if he goes in and goes, "Hey, Mona." <laughs> Jason Ackermanis, famous Ch- AFL player. I reckon a bit of uh, to change his reputation and a challenge. Yep. Lindy Klim, who? who's, of course, Michael Klim's former wife. Oh, the Balinese princess. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't care. I used to use her uh, moisturiser, milk. Well, that's if you spelt Klim's name backwards, you get. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Uh, Mahalia Murphy, who's a rugby rugby player. Challenge. Challenge. And profile? money and reputation and yeah, yeah. profile, Yeah. Matthew Mitchum, of course, Olympic gold diver. Challenge. And profile. And money. Yeah. Because you know, as, as, as an athlete in the Olympics, yep. you didn't make a lot of money. Peter Bowl, Olympic runner. Definitely reputation. I think that's it. Yeah. And, and maybe he deserves some, every bit of it as and well. And maybe some money yeah. because he's probably been dudded out of a lot. One of the forgotten, I think, one of our great swimmers who seems to be forgotten when we talk about great swimmers, Stephanie Rice, Olympic yeah. gold swimmer. She's great. Great swimmer. Um, she'd be doing it for a challenge. I don't think she's short of a quid, Stephanie. Also Rice. a bit of reputation. Remember she sent yeah. those tweets and Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Tim Robards. He's who? the bachelor. Are you serious? Tim. Are you about to say I don't know who a bachelor is? Tim. He was he's the best bachelor out of all the bachelors. He ended up married. Do you There's, know we're on air? They're still together. Tim and his wife. Stop speaking about the bachelor. I like the Bachelor. Oh, he's doing show. it for well. He was on the Bachelor. He'd be doing it for the money. And Zima Anderson, who's an actress. I don't who? know who Zima is. Um, Reputation <laughs> and money. Who's the first one out? First one. I hope it's Cassie Sainsbury, and I hope it's tonight. And I hope it's embarrassing for her. Got to go to a break. This is Sports Day. When we come back, Aaron Noonan uh, wraps up Bathurst for us. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. 
Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. It's Kamar Rose Mountain. It's Shane Van Gisbergen delivering an epic. Three wins in four years. The Kiwis have done it. Van Gisbergen, Stanaway, Chevrolet and Triple Eight are the kings of the mountain in uh, 2023. Yes, SEN's coverage of the supercars at Bathurst on the weekend. None other than Aaron Noonan. Uh, he's joining us now on Sports Day. G'day, Aaron. Hello, gents. I, I seem to recognise that guy's voice that you, you just played. <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't know where he is. I've, I've never quite heard of him. Well, listen, mate, a lot of people did over the weekend. As I said to you off the air, I was listening to you uh, commentate uh, whilst I was doing numerous Macca's runs. Uh, taking the kids to and from work, getting Dad some fish and chips for lunch as well. Mate, great coverage on, on SEN, but can I, can I just... I'm going to be really honest, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but Sats and I spoke about this off the air today. Daytime... The daytime oh, fireworks? We've got two issues, to okay, be honest. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, mate, it wasn't an, a very exciting Bathurst because Shane Van Gisbergen wins again. Uh, and secondly, your point is very good, Sats. What is it? Daytime fireworks as the winner crosses the finishing line. Yep. Never been a fan on it. But I'm a big fan of Shane Van Gisbergen's because he was just so dominant again, wasn't he, mate? Yeah, I'm not sure what we can do about the fireworks other than (laughs) perhaps we delay the race and we start it later and we finish when it gets a bit dark to make that really stand out. Mm. Maybe we could could do that. I I don't know. not something that I've put much thought into, but now that you've suggested it, <laughs> there might be something in that. But, um, yeah, I, I guess, obviously, Van Gisbergen, he's been the form guy of supercars for the last few years, three in the last four at Bathurst. I mean, he's driving for the best team, the Triple Eight Red Bull team. They, they know how to win there. They've won 10 times at Bathurst now. So um, it, it's, it's one of those things where the cream rises to the top at the the big races, and uh, he's the class of the field for the last couple of years. So I guess it's a, a great way for him to, to head off to America next year as the, the king of the mountain. Yeah, it will be interesting to see him in the NASCARs. I mean, he's one for one. He won that street race in Chicago when he when he flew over during the season. Um, Brock Feeney, gee, unlucky. Issues with gears. Yeah, gutted. I mean, the kid's done such a great job this year. Um and it was a double whammy where that, that car, if he's got jammed in gear, he was on target to um, finish second, probably, to Van Gisbergen, which would have given him great points in the championship. But the way it's worked out, he's um, had an absolute shocker in terms of his Bathurst result, but it's also basically ended his chances of winning the championship now because there's only two rounds and four races left to go. There's not many points left on the table to collect. So that's a real double whammy that really does hurt him. But he's had a great season. He's probably stepped it up higher and further than I thought he would this year because he's really given Van Gisbergen a run for his money. And, and it's proof that Jamie Winkup and, and Triple Eight, they picked the right young guy to replace Jamie, who, of course, is a seven-time champ and, and co-drove really well with mm. Brock yesterday. So um, he's, he's day of disappointment, but he's only been there four times he's going to get a lot more chances to win that big race. Aaron, with Shane Van Gisbergen, even though he's going to go to the NASCARs, would they allow him to come back and race purely just in Bathurst and, and 
none of the other races in the Supercar Championship? Uh, I, I, it depends on what his his contract is with his his new team over there. But guys, I think the reality is that he's all in on trying to make it in America, and, and if he's going to do that, he has to be boots and all into this. He's got to be fully focused on what he's doing there. He's got to learn so much now with the oval racing and the, the style of racing and the cars and the competition and the tracks um, to come and try to pinch hit, you know, and come back home for, for a one-off. I think that's going to be really hard and I don't reckon it's going to fit uh, into his schedule. He said that if he does have a clear pathway to do it, he'll do it with Triple Eight, the team that's basically let him out of his contract a year early to go and follow this American um, opportunity. But um, I think it's quite unlikely, personally, that we'll see him back at Bathurst for, for perhaps many years. So that might just have been a, uh, a fairy tale farewell to him for the mountain where he's had so much success in the last couple of years. I was just As you're talking about NASCAR, I'm just sitting here thinking, how, Shane Van Gisbergen, the cultural change between V8 supporters and also NASCAR supporters. There wouldn't it, be much difference, would there? Oh, I'd say they're full-on rednecks, uh, NASCAR fans, aren't they, Aaron? In some instances, perhaps, but certainly not in, in all cases. And that's where NASCAR racing in the last couple of years has probably really, really changed. I mean, it used to be very much that... Um, American racing, it was their own little world, big world. They drive around um, in circles. But we've seen more international drivers. Yeah, yeah, but they've added more road tracks in the last couple of years that Shane's more accustomed to. So um, when Marcus Ambrose, you remember that Marcus, yep. the V8 yep. champ, went over and he, he spent 10 years in NASCAR and um, he, he knew the road courses really well. He was a gun there, but he never drove for one of the top teams to have the car to beat on the ovals. He, he learnt the ovals very well, but he just didn't have the car to do it. So the question is for Shane, um, does he learn enough fast enough and end up in a good enough car to be able to, to do the bit that Marcus wasn't able to do and challenge for the championship and, and be a gun on those oval tracks with the right car underneath him. But yeah, it's become a bit more internationally open-minded NASCAR racing in the last probably five to 10 years. But yeah, it's got to be a different culture shock for him in the way that they go racing. And, and those drivers, too, they will not give him an inch if he can, you know, boss a few drivers around in supercars because he's the star. Uh, he's going to go back over there uh, with a bit of a target on his back because he made him look silly earlier in the year and they won't have appreciated that. So mm. he'll have to earn his stripes and start from scratch next year. Now, Aaron, I was talking to a friend of mine this morning, and he said, oh, I couldn't watch the supercars yesterday. Just Van Gisbergen's just way too dominant. And I said, yeah, he may be in Bathurst over the last few years, but when it comes to the overall standings in the, in the championships, it's actually not the case. He's running second, about 150 points behind Brody Kostecki. Now, with, with two events left, can Kostecki hold? Do you think uh, Brody can hold him out? I think he can. I think Brody Kostecki can win this year's Supercars Championship. And he's 133 in front. There's 600 points left to get. So 150 for the win in each of the four races across the Gold Coast and Adelaide. That's a really handy margin. That's nearly a full race in front with four to go. So, look, you never say never, but he's done such a great job all year. And he's been really good in the last couple of rounds. And... 
Brody's um, one of the guys in supercars who can take it to Shane in a fist fight. If he need, and I don't mean out of the car, I mean in the car. If he's got a car that's good enough, he's got the race craft, he's got the smarts, he's not afraid of Shane, and there's a very healthy respect between them. So um, he's every inch a chance to win this championship, and he's earned the box seat. I mean, he finished second yesterday. He was clearly disappointed. He wants to win races, but he's escaped Bathurst where you could have a, a Brock Feeney-like result and score no points or very few with a massive chunk. So he's kind of got through one of the biggest events of the year where it could all go wrong. So he's in the box seat now for this run home. I think he can win it. Uh, it's going to take something going wrong for him, not so much um, everything going right for Shane to be able to, to change that order when we get to Adelaide at the end of next month. I've got to say just really quickly, there's another concern we've got for Bathurst. We've got to see whether we can change. Aaron, second and third place getters trophies up there with the top three worst trophies in sport. Oh, really? I didn't oh, see horrible. the preso. They look like, they look like toilet seats. <laughs> yeah. Second and third. <laughs> uh, uh, that sound you can hear is my pen on my notepad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we've got fireworks. Right. Um, Daytime fireworks. Uh, a new winner, yeah, um, perhaps. Yeah. Well, we will next year, won't we? Won't and second's the first loser, so well, it doesn't we, matter. Well, <laughs> well, we'll get at least one because yeah. uh, we shouldn't forget that Shane didn't win this race on his own. His countryman, yes. Richie Stanaway, the Kiwi who was with him, did a super job yesterday. Yeah. Deserved um, just as much of the plaudits. He did half of the job, basically, mm, in the true. race. Yeah. But mm. he's going to be in um, a full-time drive next year. He's going to He'll replace David Reynolds at the, the Grove uh, Ford Mustang team. So um, he stands a chance of defending the crown. He just won't be doing it with Shane and he won't be doing it with the Red Bull team. Now, I don't want to throw a cat amongst the pigeons because we've got to go here, but can, can we make the Fords go the same pace or the same, you know, the same pace as the, the Chevrolets or is that not possible or is it just set up for Chevrolet to win? Oh, no, look, <laughs> this championship's not set up to rely on one car winning. It's it's not in anyone's best interest. But it's um, much the slower. The supercars, anyone but, involved. But the Mustang well, is much it, it slower, right? It appeared to be, look, I don't think a Ford stood a chance of winning the race yesterday. They needed a lot of things to fall their way. Um, it, it looks like, I mean, there was a lot of talk in the lead up to the race, a lot of politics being played out. So that's not done with yet. Ford is still pretty upset with how they've been treated and how the process has, has unfolded. So I, I think you'll see some changes pretty soon. I mean, and they're going to put both the cars uh, in a wind tunnel in America at the end of the year, start of next year, to try to get all the elements together so they're very equal and then it's down to the drivers and teams to do the best job next year. Well, Anton Di Pasquale was saying on radio today that, that Chevy is much faster than the Mustang, you could see it on the straight at Bathurst. So uh, he's just adding a little bit of fuel to the fire this morning on radio. Aaron Noonan, appreciate your time. Uh, go and let, get some sleep. Go and have a bath. No doubt you haven't showered for three days if you did Bathurst uh, the right way. <laughs> and uh, I hope you managed to dig up your case of beer on the mountain he as had well. Bundy and Coke coming out of the pores of your skin. <laughs> Absolutely. Last night. I saw yeah. him with one of those hats on with the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the hoses Made hanging out down cans, the side. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Aaron. If, the, if you didn't do that oh, at Bathurst, shame on you. I didn't, but I will get the fireworks sorted for you boys for 2024 in the And dark. the trophy. Yes. Thank you. That's right. Thanks. Aaron Noonan, thanks for joining <laughs> oh, us on Sports too. Day. That's it. Thank you, mate. Good to chat. Thanks, boys. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play.
building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here on your Monday night. Coming at you. Find a mile today. This is the morning crew. I don't know how. Is that back in your. uh, It's Wacky Wednesday. I know it's it's Monday. That's your song choice. Played it to Rat. He hated it. He was disgusted by it. Anyway, welcome back to the show. Hey, one thing, we're going to get to text in just a moment. One thing we haven't done, uh, Rugby World Cup. Yeah, we're out of it. We're out of it last week, the Aussies, the Wallabies. Um, unlucky, though, today because uh, Portugal uh, did beat Fiji, but they, uh, Fiji still got the bonus point. They needed to win by seven or eight yep. points. So Australia out. The quarterfinals look like this. Sunday morning, these are Queensland time, by the way. Sunday morning, 1 a.m., Wales take on Argentina. Let's do this by food. Who wins that? By food. I'm going to Argentina, which is they're famous for their steak. Are they? So they're meat. Yep. Rightio. I might go with them as well. Uh, Ireland take on New Zealand, 5 a.m. Queensland time, Sunday morning. Jeez, what a game. Uh, I'm going to go hungry, New Zealand. Pure based on food, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go Guinness. Guinness? Okay. Yeah, Ireland. Actually, oh, I think Ireland might – oh, God, I don't want to upset our New Zealanders. What a game. That's hard to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, England versus Fiji, 1 a.m. Monday morning. This should have been the Wallabies, this game. England versus Fiji based on food? Well, if you're going Guinness, I'm going Carver, Fiji. I tried it once. Yeah, I just don't like wow. the Pom, so I'm going Fiji. Okay. England should win that though, right? Uh, and then uh, 5 o'clock Monday morning – um, it's France versus the big sausages of South Africa. You know those curly ones? Boulevards. Oh, I love those. I'm, I'm not a huge I'm not a huge fan of um, – who are they playing? France. I'm not a huge fan of French food. Are you stupid? Yeah. French food's the best. Mm. Baguettes, croissants, cheese, meats, snails. Cured meats. Oh, it's beautiful food, the French. I'm going South African. I like the spice of South African food. What's the uh, what's that dessert with the, the hard toffee on top? You know, mm. where they burn it on top and it's you gotta crack it with your spoon. Cream cream brulee, whatever it's called. Creme brulee. Creme whatever it is. Yeah. I'm going for that. <laughs> going for Text messages. Oh, uh, Jim from Bathurst, yeah, you're right. Did I say last of the Mohicans? What was it? About the movie that I've never seen. I, I meant dances with wolves. But Larson Mohican's one of the greatest movies ever, Sats. Daniel Day-Lewis was brilliant. Got voted in the top ten greatest actors of all time, Daniel Day-Lewis. Can't recall Kevin Costner in it, Jim. Yeah, no, I got it wrong. You are right. I've got another one there as well. Um, but I, I meant I've never seen Dances with Walls. Hmm. Um, I don't know what time Glenn got on it today, but seriously, I did not mention Greg Ritchie. And uh, thanks, mate. At least I won't have to prepare anything for tomorrow night. Just a few minor changes. He won't be on tomorrow night. Yeah, crime scene. Dances with walls. He'll be on tomorrow night. No, he won't be. Yeah, he will. Hey, boys, surely Dom Young already gone. There must be no chance Knights will, Knights will let Best go. What are you saying, Roosters Steel? This is from a South fan. Someone search his garage. Cheers, Brad from Redhead. What do you mean search my garage? What's, <laughs> what's in my garage? Bodies. Probably. Now, Penrith have signed Riley Price for next year from the Cowboys. Good bloodline. And if you add Viliami, scored two great 
back rolls from North Queensland. Yeah, so Billy Army Kickow was a North Queensland boy. Uh, but yeah, Riley Price is the son of Steve Price, uh, nephew yeah. of Brett yeah. Tate. Yeah, nice. He's a really good player, Riley Price. It's a good signing from Penrith. Get him at the right age as well. Troy from Morton Bay uh, says, Hello, lads. The Wallabies' demise is born out of the lack of game time reading upon reaching Super Rugby. However, the club rugby season is so fleeting in Brisbane, there are limited opportunities to continue playing past the regular season. True. True. Something's got to change. Rap was blown up about it last year. You should have seen it. You know what happened? And I'm not even kidding or exaggerating. Listeners mm-hmm. let you know this. On Wednesday, he'd been in, or Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. Anyway, he'd been in Sydney for filming uh, Rugby Central for Stan. Mm-hmm. And I just said, oh, how's, how was your rugby recording uh, today? 20 minutes later, he'd been flapping his arms. But he made some really good points. Yeah. He doesn't think Rugby Australia knows how to fix the problem. Well, there is no way to really fix it unless you allow Australia, and New Zealand will have to follow suit, they have to go play in a, a better competition. Making less teams in the Super Rugby, I don't think is the answer. I do. Because it's the, it's, the op, it's the consistent opposition you've got. Now, they will be playing against the New Zealand teams, but New Zealand themselves, even being over there last week talking to some some rabid rugby fans, were saying that they see the decline in, in New Zealand rugby also. And, and he touched on it, Rat. It attributes back to the competition we're playing in. Compared to the others around the world, yeah, that's true. So the There's, only the only way to fix it is is that New Zealand and Australia have to include themselves or ask to be included in in competitions that offer greater resistance. But Rat had some great ideas around. I don't want to go into it because we're running out of time. But great ideas around grassroots as well, mm-hmm. getting them in the system early. Um, we've got a text here from Mark from Sydney. Great show tonight. In my opinion, three reasons why we're out of the Rugby World Cup. One, Eddie Jones. Two, Eddie taking too many inexperienced Wallabies to France. And three, Eddie not taking enough experienced Wallabies to France. And I saw a text last week, and I thought that was quite clever. Look, may not have won the World Cup with those experienced players, but certainly would have made the quarterfinals. Certainly would have made the quarterfinals. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah. So Hooper's Hooper's probably the big one. Yeah, but Rap was also saying, like, They've got blokes who are given Wallabies jumpers. They're just handing them out to blokes who've hardly played any rugby. They're just too inexperienced. Yeah, but again, it, it comes back to the competition they're playing in. Yeah, of course. They're not. They're not getting an opportunity to to play top level rugby, and yeah. And, and so you got to pick. You got to pick someone. It's o- a World Cup. Well, like we we don't have the depth. Well, they left that we a lot. They, they did leave some talent at home. O double eight says. Um, well, he spent his first years in Utes like what Ambrose did, obviously talking about Shane Van Gisbergen. And uh, there's another text here about Aaron Noonan. Hey, boys, please ask Aaron Noonan if he thinks Supercars Championship had parity problems between two manufacturers. Well, we kind of did do that at the end. And, um, but there was another one here saying that he favours Chevrolet. I don't know if that's true. Oh, is, is Aaron Noonan on the Chev payroll? Because I'll tell you what, Aaron's going to... Regret coming on the show. Now, Canara says salary cap will never be true if they do not include third-party agreements. Now, some clubs, Canara, have got greater exposure to third parties as opposed to other clubs. So you'll find that players will go to those clubs if the opportunities are, are more open and willing. Also need to include the head coach in the cap as well because they're in the rugby. So there's a player's salary cap. Then there's a football football office salary cap. So your head coach comes under that salary cap. 
So can I recruit? Can I recruit a player, mm-hmm. and I pay him a million dollars to yep. be my, I don't know, my fullback, mm-hmm. and then I can pay him another million dollars for working in the mailroom? That comes off the front office salary cap. Can that happen? No, because he's he's gaining an advantage, a benefit. By on behalf of the club. Handing the mail out. So a third party can't have any link to the club, yeah. Break time when we come back. Got a last laugh for us? <laughs> of course I do. All right, make it short. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. We're talking about it off the air and you weren't at that pub. You weren't looking for... You may have been at the pub, but you are hiding from Glenn. I went to every section, even the smokers section, to see if Glenn was there. And Steve, you know it would have turned up. The only place I didn't check was the female toilet. Well, you could have been there as Glenda. Good point, you mate. Very good, very good point. Rat was going off all week last week, according to Steve. Yeah, he was. Quite rightly so too, because um, yeah, that's wild. Wild West sucks. Apparently, that's another. Big J Dog, you need to give yourself fourteen uppercuts. What about Michael Checker, New South Wales coach? No, Canara. No, (laughs) Canara. I like where you're coming from, but no. All right, we're going to do this, guys. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. Michael the Kiwi, he agrees with us about the rugby. Um, well, I got home from New Zealand and someone stole my limbo stick. Oh. I mean, seriously, how low can you go? Oh, God. <laughs> Honestly, mate. Is it, is it time? <laughs> Is it, is it time we just got rid of this segment? Uh, that, was the, that was the F1 driver <laughs> from Qatar. That's why they were vomiting. They were listening to a podcast <laughs> of the show. Back tomorrow night with Rats. Sats, Sats and Rats tomorrow night. Grab the show from wherever you get your podcast from. Have a great night.